0: what's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of brandon's face the podcast about a playlist my name is jonathan beardsley and i am joined by september's very own brandon may brandon how are you doing this week buddy
1: (laughs) i'm feeling very september
0: i know you are man uh (laughs) we have a lot to get into this week including a surprise drake album uh before we do, let's talk about some some news because there's a lot going on in the world of music that just kind of hit us out of nowhere since our last episode. There's
1: a little bit of stuff happening.
0: Yeah, some stuff. Uh, first up, Beyonce has announced her new album. Um, Renaissance drops July 29th. And I think as far as we can tell, this is not another Lion King soundtrack and is going to be her first <laughs> official album since lemonade
1: are you looking forward to this you guys heard it here first john jinxed it It is definitely going to be another lion king soundtrack (laughs) god Uh, yeah man i've i've always we're going to talk about beyonce later but i am definitely excited to listen to this album
0: i am as well and speaking of new albums this new drake came out of nowhere and i know we're going to get into it later but it ties into my last bit of news, which is sadly Joey Badass delayed his new album that we were supposed to be covering this week, quote unquote, due to sample clearance issues. But a lot of people are speculating that he heard Drake was dropping and pushed it back. He said that that is not the case, but he's not mad if he's, if he's being honest. <laughs> um, and now this even further ties into our first bit of music news, which is was drake holding this album and then when beyonce announced he was like shit i gotta get this out like a month before her
1: Uh, you know i don't know man but (laughs) one of my one of my favorite theories about this is that uh joey badass did indeed delay his album drop in order to let drake have his week and probably heard the album was like i probably should have dropped anyways so (laughs) yeah
0: um i think
1: Egg on your face joey badass
0: (laughs) If you remember when Donda came out, and that was the same day King's Disease Two by Nas came out, and we were like, "Is this going to be the best album of all year?" I was like, "This is even the best album this week!" <laughs> like, <laughs> God, like it's it's crazy, man. I don't think artists should wait for other artists, but it's a game, and a lot of artists don't control that stuff, sadly. Because I I don't think he would have cared, but I think this was a label move.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: And honestly, right. they
1: could have very much told him that it was because of sample clearance.
0: Yeah, very, very true, honestly. And when that album does come out, still no uh, rescheduled release date for it announced yet. I'm very curious to know what up. Right. <laughs> it better be immaculate. Um Okay, before we get into this week's songs and albums, please like, follow, subscribe wherever you can, wherever you listen. You can find us on all major podcasting platforms, YouTube, Instagram, Reddit, and our own website, which we have a release calendar on that you can check out. Uh, If you see us anywhere else, it might be a scam or fake, but say hi anyways. You (laughs) never know. might meet somebody new.
1: You know, I read a story about somebody who made friends with a scammer and ended up really helping his village, so... (laughs) (laughs) that probably won't happen in this case but yeah probably not throwing it out there (laughs) you probably put a
0: disclaimer on this episode (laughs) um all right man let's get right into this first
1: up this week we have a new song from is it sid or cid do you know i think that it's sid um because i've heard that lsd is sometimes called sid so i I think that makes sense for the genre yeah uh the song is called where
0: i want to be so i threw this on here because my boy asai sent me this track shout out asai he knows i love tracks like this and he sends me one every so often and vice versa i like this track but i mostly threw it on here because for a few days the first song on this week's playlist was going to be sorry by Royksopp, which just felt like a <laughs> fucking bummer to start the week off with every time i played the playlist uh so i i I thought we needed something more up to start the week i think this song's really good i hope you enjoyed it what do you think
1: you definitely accomplished what you wanted to do and (laughs) that baseline is fucking awesome so
0: yeah we pretty much have an unspoken rule that it better be a fucking jam if you text it (laughs) like (laughs) and uh i think we're both shooting 100 percent. it's pretty impressive all right Let's move on to this new one from friend of the podcast, Egyptis. His new one back around. I know you know him personally, so please tell him if he does not listen to the this that the song is fucking awesome and probably
1: my favorite one that you've shown me of his so far. I really like it. It's it's kind of a stylistic departure, uh, but this is a fucking banger, dude. Uh, he does this very well. I hope we get some more DMB from him because uh, this is this is good drum and bass.
0: I do too, man. Perfect and it's perfect for like festival music in the summer, I think, too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Does he have any shows coming
1: up that you know of? You know, I'm not hundred percent sure. I'll 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 hit him up. Sounds good. Shout All out right. to shout out to Egyptus if you shout out Egyptus. if you get the chance to see him, go see him. He's probably playing around LA somewhere.
0: Okay. Let's talk about this Chemical Brothers unreleased mix of cylinders or is this an unreleased song i cannot remember i think this,
1: that this is an unreleased song
0: okay that's what that's what i thought i couldn't remember this on the actual album um i think this is this isn't the most interesting of the unreleased music we've gotten from them this year but it's still cool to hear what they have in the vault what did you think
1: that's kind of exactly how i feel it's not my favorite chemical brothers out uh song and i can see why it didn't make it on to dig your own hole but I'm loving all this Chemical Brothers content.
0: Me too, man. They were on one in '96,
1: were they not? <laughs> <laughs> they, wow, man. Yeah, they definitely were. This is, uh, I think, this is probably like right after. Um, this is just a year or two after um, uh, Exit Planet Dust, their debut album, which is crazy to think that that was a debut album um, released. So they were definitely kind of finding their sound, um, and I'm kind of glad that they didn't put this on the album. Uh, dig your own hole but I'm super glad that we finally got to hear it John I need you to promise me something what's that they're about to go on tour and if they come to your neck of the woods you gotta see them
0: I will try we have quite a few concerts coming up but you know I will definitely try to squeeze them in if at all possible (laughs) I have a question for you what's that? All right, so this run of mixes and unreleased songs that they've been releasing they, they've been kind enough to date and they were kind of in this run at the time to where they were just i guess you could say at their early peak they've had a few peaks i think who, what artist now do you think has a vault like this Fuck. that that's like a current art not necessarily from their generation like who do you think is a few albums deep in their career that 20 years from now we're going to hear this version of releases from whoever it may be
1: so i think that dead mouse has a ton of shit in his vault um i think that um i do too and i i think we'll probably hear some of it but we'll never hear anything anything close to what he actually has i i know i know that daft punk has probably a ton of music in his in their vault but we'll never hear that um I, I can see justice doing something like this in the future. Um something along the lines of uh like uh woman B sides or something like that or cross b sides. Totally. B-sides. totally. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody like on the rock end of things, but I don't think that I, I, I don't think that I can think of any.
0: No, it's it's a hard parallel to draw. I would say like a wild card might be a flight facilities. They seem to only release tracks that they think are like their highest quality to the public and kind of shelve the rest. That makes but, sense. But yeah, only time will tell. I thought it was an interesting question to ask. So Yeah, it is. Your first answer actually ties perfectly into our next release, which is this new single XYZ from Dead Mouse. This is the first upcoming single from the We Are Friends compilation. I can't remember what number that compilation is up to now. I think it's four or five. Uh, I think this might be six, actually. Got it. Um, This is just classic slow burn Dead Mouse man. It's really nice to get lost in, and I hope the rest of the compilation is full of good shit like this. I'm excited to hear it. What were your thoughts?
1: My notes are almost the same. Classic Mouse, fucking great. Progressive, analog house. (laughs) Uh, The We Are Your Friends mixtapes are always fun, man. They're always fun to hear because that's how I found uh, I.O. That's how I found uh, Rinzen. Um, And uh, I'm just I'm, I'm excited to maybe hear someone that I haven't heard before.
0: Yeah, I think that people disappointed that we're still not getting what a proper follow up since he hasn't released a proper single album since 2016, I don't think. Um, his titles are weird. I think that it had 2016 in the title. Um, <laughs> I'm, so I'm not. That. That, yeah, he, his albums. He's on the like Xbox naming system of <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on now? Uh, but yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. He is truly at the highest level of this, and everything he releases always has my attention. Super duper same. I am hoping that they stream that K-5 live from the L.A. Coliseum later this year. That's going to be a fucking crazy show. I don't know if there's been a DJ set at the L.A. Coliseum since EDC.
1: Oh, man. Doesn't that date us? That brings back good <laughs> and bad memories
0: for me. But, yeah, it, it does a bit. It, I think that one parking in that area is fucking terrible so if you're going to that show be very aware of that two it is a horrible horrible venue it's (laughs) not comfortable at all but three it's very historic and i get why that they picked it if they were able to get the clearance for it they don't have to deal with the inconvenience of the show only we do
1: right exactly (laughs) No, I think that's going to be a good show. I am also hoping that they live stream it, but I don't think that they'll do a live stream of the, of the video. I think if they do anything, it'll be audio. I think live streaming sets are expensive.
0: I do, too. I do, too. Uh, Bonnaroo is streaming on Hulu this weekend. I caught a little Porter set. That was fun.
1: Yeah, man. You uh, I I finally finally listened to that EDC set from Porter and uh, Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was listening to it to it in my headphones and I uh, I, I heard I heard him mix um, Castle in the Sky into uh, Ravers Paradise and I had to immediately pause it and throw it on the, the nice sound system and so yeah. I could bump it. Like it, it was that is a that is a master class in it was a- uh electronic music.
0: It is. Anybody that hasn't listened to that set should, especially if you were in the EDM scene from like 2009 to 2014, because he really goes back. And I don't think anybody on the main stage was playing anything relatively close to what he played. So it was crazy, but you and I were just texting, I think a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, what is time, um, about (laughs) the first EDM song you and I both heard. And i texted you i was like castles in the sky by ian von Dahl was mine so when that's like the third song he played in that set i was like dude this is why he speaks to me on a level that most artists could never like yeah of all the songs to play castles in the sky good god man thank you thank you porter
1: yeah that's a good one i'm gonna throw that in the show notes for everybody uh for everybody who hasn't heard it listened to it watched it and like fucking do it man it's a it goes back to mix. back
0: with himself
1: it's it's <laughs> real cool it's fucking
0: awesome all right let's move on uh we got a new one that i threw on here technically satellite heart by matt lange and denise reno his new releases have been very confusing because he's starting to release everything under the name dichotomy and it's just a little confusing. I think whatever full project we're gonna get is called Dichotomy and he just keeps releasing it a single at a time. Um, That's as far as I've kept up with that side of it.
1: Uh, I looked looked and I couldn't see anything indicating some sort of release date or anything. Yeah, I didn't see it either. Dichotomy out soon. So, okay. Uh, In the meantime, I think we should enjoy the singles
0: i think we should too and i was gonna say another week another matt lange banger man he's on one this year i love it (laughs) uh
1: i actually am very excited to hear how all of these singles kind of form the end project um because i've been loving them so far
0: i am too i think that the order they're in right now is the order they'll be in on the project because these aren't the order they were released in these have been reorganized so I think quiet symphony came out before any of these other songs if i'm I think not mistaken did. so that'll be interesting we'll keep an eye on that sounds like we have more in store okay let's move on to this jejo tronic remix of emmy by Mokado. I knew it would be a good week when I saw Jejo's name and I was not wrong, man. I was not wrong. It's been a while though. I was happy to hear him again.
1: Oh man. So I didn't know, uh, what this, I, I obviously I see Jejo's name. I throw it on the playlist, but I didn't pre-listen to this. I didn't screen it. And so, um, the night, uh, or the day, the morning, the, the morning after this, uh, this track came out and I threw it on the playlist. I obviously threw this playlist on, on my way to work. And, uh, i was just bumping in the car man my head was bobbing i was like oh fuck yeah who is this and i look of course it's jejo tronic man of course <laughs> of course <laughs> like it's just classic jejo man oh uh, yeah. maybe one day we'll see him
0: i hope so please tour america with boys noise that's oh, all we're asking man
1: that would be such an epic show dude
0: god it would be great that would be one of the best nights of our lives <laughs> all right let's move on to these two new ones from Royksop. sorry featuring jamie irrepressible which is one of the weirdest artist names i've ever heard and <laughs> unity featuring karen harding like i said earlier man sorry is kind of a bummer of a song it's very slow and measured and kind of beautiful but it's sad uh unity on the other hand is a really good time and it sounds like something i'd expect more from jungle than Royksop, but i really right. liked it uh i'm not really sure if they're doing a deluxe edition or a part two they said on social media that the profound mysteries continue and they're pleased to present the second installment of their ongoing ventures so it sounds like we'll be find- finding out what that means soon enough but this was kind of
1: unexpected what did you think? I think that sorry is incredibly beautiful and it is good music, but I do not see myself coming back to this. Um Unity, on the other hand, is very good. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Hopefully it is like a like a brand new project or a continuation of Profound Mysteries because I really like that album. So
0: I did as well. I think it is still number one on in terms of my electronic slash dance albums of the year. It's a really, really good one, and I think that this is going to be a, a collection of songs that didn't make it
1: more than anything. But we'll see. That's kind of what I thought. Is that these are these are the these are the songs that didn't make the album, which I can uh, kind of understand because, like you said, Unity is so different from the rest of Profound Mysteries. So maybe, yeah. they're just, maybe they're just doing a different stylized album or something. But I don't know. I feel like these are the ones that didn't make it.
0: I guess it's a profound mystery to us both, Brandon. <laughs> Eh. All right, let's move on. We got one you threw on here from subtract Bodman Moore. A lot of people like this guy. I've never got it what are you, what are your thoughts on him as an artist and this new song? All
1: right, so that was actually my first uh question to you also do are you a subtract fan? I'm not a fan. I am a passersby that um really did enjoy uh wildfire when I first heard it. When was that like? fucking 2008 or something like that a long time ago okay. Um I, I like weird music as you may already know uh, and this is both good and weird some of their music doesn't hit me as the way it maybe does for other people but I enjoyed this specific track a lot Um I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan but I did I did dig this so a lot of his music is real weird though like it gets a little out of my bounds for weirdness, also. Which your
0: bounds go pretty fucking far, so <laughs> uh, that's saying something, man. Yeah, You've gotta I gotta
1: uh, draw a line somewhere, man.
0: Like. Man's gotta have a code, okay. <laughs> All right, man. Let's move on to this one I threw on here from F K Twigs called Killer. Uh, much like royksop I was not expecting new F K Twigs to. Or just for her to start releasing music so quickly after her last album but this track is a lot different stylistically than that album was it's still well-produced avant-garde pop that oozes creativity but it, it hits a little differently it's a
1: little i don't know maybe a little more halsey ish i'm not really sure what are your thoughts on this i like this song way better than i liked her last project i don't i don't believe that i liked her last project very much you didn't. And I like this. I, I liked this. So if you're saying it's more Halsey, I would probably, that's probably the reason why I like it so much. So
0: I think she's doing a lot of interesting things on this song. I'm still trying to decide if I like it or not, but I think it's interesting. That counts for something. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. We got a new one from Santa gold called ain't ready. This track grows on me a little more with every listen, but I, I just don't think it's as good as her last single was because boys noise killed that one uh elangelo who you probably know for his production work on take care by drake or most of the weekend's trilogy mixtape series brings a very weird energy to the instrumental on this one it's okay not great well what are you what are your thoughts
1: uh i really liked the production um i think that the dark vibes really create this kind of atmosphere that being said the vocals aren't really my thing on this one it, you're, you're right it's it's weird it's a weird santa gold track
0: it is it is um yeah i don't think the production's bad i just think every time i see his name i tend to think R&B adjacent and this is not bad this is very much a santa gold song and not the type of one that i usually return to but it's not a bad one yeah Okay, man, you ready to stir some shit up? <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. We got a new single from Beyonce, Break My Soul. I'm going to let you go first on this one. I'll let you poke the beehive.
1: <laughs> wow, how'd you know I was going to poke the beehive here, bro?
0: I'm just kidding. You're That's probably it, a big fan.
1: The sample the sample here has been used a thousand times in a thousand different songs, and it's kind of lazy. Um I think that the production is weird. Um, I think that both Beyonce and Drake putting out house music in a very close proximity to one another is also weird. All of that being said, I didn't like dislike this song. Her voice sounds fucking awesome. Like she, her voice is incredible on this. So we'll see what happens. But I, it was a meh. Eh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Your, your takeaway isn't too different than mine i think that this song's okay she sounds great but show me love like you said has been sampled to death craig david just sampled this song a few like weeks he just ago did it. and if you remember when we talked about it i asked you then if you thought the sample was a little overdone <laughs> um I, I, ironic i guess it's not if beyonce says it's not um I'm not disappointed by the song because I have no expectations for this album. Um, Lemonade's one of my favorite albums of the last decade, at least in terms of pop music. But I I'm not expecting her to carry over that exact type of sound. She's a pop artist. I expect her to evolve with each album. But that being said, and me thinking that the song's OK, I don't think that this will be my favorite song on the album. At least I'm hoping it's not. But it's not a bad song. It's very adjacent to "Nice for What" by Drake from his Scorpion project. It's a summertime bop that's going to do really well on playlists. And all criticisms aside, I'm kind of happy we're getting some '90s house music instead of more '80s
1: disco pop for the third year in a row. Super, super, super happy about that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna complain about that.
0: Yeah, like what else is there to do in that lane after fucking? Every like do leap of the weekend. It it the list goes on. Doja Cat, it, it it's been done to death. And I was kind of worried when the rollout for this started that we were going to be getting some straight disco pop, which I think Beyonce would do very well. But I'm tired of it, man. And as imperfect as this is, I'll take her taking a risk.
1: Yeah, super fair. I like that takeaway.
0: That being said, Jada G could have done an original instrumental very much in the same exact style without having to sample show me love.
1: Yeah. Jada G or Peggy goop. I think, yeah, no, I think
0: I honestly think, and I mean, we haven't seen the album credits yet. There's like a ton of people credited on this song because Beyonce is really good with crediting people, but I'm hoping she enlisted them for this album. You would think if she's going a nineties house direction with modern producers, It's going to be them it's going to be carnage like it's going to be the people that can deliver that vision and i think she would be smart too if nothing else
1: yeah i super agree we'll see what happens i like also that it's not like a six month rollout and it's not a surprise drop it's a hey in about a month y'all are getting an album
0: yeah this is a modern measured rollout actually uh did we ever get that joy wave album all right (laughs) let's move on. We got, (laughs) I'm sorry. I had to, I had to say it. Um, all right. So we have one you threw on here from an artist I've never heard of called Al Doms called haha featuring push a T I'm assuming you added this because of the featuring push a T right? Yes. Okay. What did
1: you think of this one? Um, I added it because push doesn't miss. Um, I'm not a big fan of Al Doms. Apparently, uh, I've never heard of him before, but I'm not sure you can get away with saying that you're the best rapper alive when Push is on the same track. Overall, yeah. it's just kind of cookie cutter. It's kind of uh, forgettable. This song. I went. I listened to it like three times, and I don't think I'm ever going to listen to it again. So, yeah. Uh-
0: I agree. Al Doms, I didn't think it was bad. He didn't blow me away or leave me really, like, thinking about anything he said or the way he delivered anything. But I think Push delivers a pretty solid guest verse for what it is. Um That said, though, Nobu on the beach? It sounds like kind of a waste. Like, I'll eat mine in a restaurant. Thank you. Not, exactly. like, on the fucking sand. That's really expensive sushi. Like <laughs> Uh, don't put that near sand, dude. Like, they took it out of the water and cleaned it to bring it to your table. Do not take it back to the fucking sand. Um, and also, the the line about Rihanna making a billion selling powder is great. Yeah, that's, we'll that, probably, is that is a good That is a good line. That'll probably be slept on since he used it on a feature, but that that should be recognized for the great line that it is. That'll do all right. Okay, let's move on to this this Chance the Rapper and Joey Badass song called The Highs and Lows. I saw this release, I didn't see Joey's name at first, and I was not going to add it because I don't really give a fuck about Chance the Rapper. We'll review his album when it drops, but since we didn't get a Joey Badass album, I felt like we kind of had to add his feature that dropped this week. <laughs> um... I oh man this track isn't bad. They mesh pretty well together, but I just don't care for Chance the rapper. And I'm pretty sure this this is the same artwork from that yeah 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 Yeah's song. Is it not? Is this not the exact same artwork from that new yeah 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 Yeah's song? I'm going to have to find it. It might be, bro. Or, Dude, it might it's be a, very close. I think it's the same fucking picture. <laughs> like the same exact fucking picture. Um Anyways, those are my
1: thoughts on it. Did you have any thoughts on this one? I did not love this, uh, but I did like it. I listened to it a few times. I think Joey's verse is way better than the most of what Chance did on this track. So, I agree. He still hasn't released the song about George Washington
0: dying from slave teas. So.
1: You know what, man? It might be the same photo. Dude. it might be the same photo i
0: thought i was tripping i was like is this a fucking soundtrack i don't know
1: about like no man what is going on with this it might be the same photo ah it's different it is definitely different but it's so similar
0: yep if you're squinting that's the same
1: (laughs) it's very similar bro
0: okay (laughs) let's move on man (laughs) We got a new one from Coda the Friend called Father's Day. This is the most Coda the Friend shit ever. He just (laughs) dropped a song called Good Friday on Good Friday. And now he's dropping a song called Father's Day on Father's Day weekend. I don't know if this is like a smart marketing tactic or kind of corny or both, but I like Coda, so I'm not going to hate on it. Stylistically, this is a Coda song. It's good. It's fine. What were your thoughts on it?
1: um it's 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 coda so you know that i i like it um yes i I just like his music man uh this is actually the first of two tracks on the playlist this week to mention reddit
0: really interesting Uh,
1: (laughs) really weird um (laughs) i guess he's referencing all of the drama that happened um and i looked up the thread that coda is probably referring to and a lot of people are a lot of people are obviously against what he was accused of um on bitter. I I'm I, yeah, I, I'm I'm against that also. But I just I at this point, I just like his music. And if it's proven that he committed some sort of domestic violence, then I definitely will stop listening to it. But I don't think it's been proven and until that point I'm still listening to it. I'm gonna still listen to his music. Does that make me a monster, John? No, that makes you
0: not a judge or a jury in a man's trial that he's going to go through that we have no fucking information on beyond an an accusation.
1: I think it all fizzled out.
0: I, I just I I don't get people caring about celebrities to the degree they act like they know who they are as people. Like he could be a fucking monster, and if that comes out, like you said, we will take appropriate action and change our listening habits as best we can. But in terms of like an accusation, like, no, man, I, am not gonna, I'm not gonna throw somebody under the bus because somebody said something like,
1: yeah, I'm going to, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take the opportunity. I want to condemn all domestic violence, but I really like this guy's music and I know I, I, like, <laughs> I really like listening to his music. It speaks to me. So we'll see what happens. But I, I, I think I just wanted to mention it because he, he, he threw out that Reddit hates him, and it, I actually I actually looked up the thread from this song um, on the Hip Hop Heads Reddit, and everybody was like, "It's a good song, I like this guy." So I don't think he, I don't think he's right. I think he's wrong. I don't think most people hates him.
0: So I don't assume anything about in terms of like him as a person. Like I said, he could be what he's accused of. He could be what he says he is, but. I will say his music does not give off the energy of an angry person. Like ninety percent of his lyrics are about sipping some sort of drink in the shade with a kid in some sort of oceanside town. Right.
1: Like, like I,
0: do, <laughs> I don't like he him and Jason Mraz have more in common than you would think. It's very
1: <laughs> weird. <laughs> Mance is putting out some real serene energy right now. So he is. He is. Um, I but yeah, I figured well, I'd mention it.
0: No, no, I, I appreciate you bringing that up because I was very unaware. I didn't even really think about the Reddit aspect of the song. I was just like, yeah, Coda, it's fucking Father's Day. We're gonna get fucking Arbor Day song coming up next.
1: <laughs> Yo, if he drops Labor Day, I'm about to lose it. Kinda surprising he did Father's Day
0: versus Juneteenth, like the first year that it's like recognized worldwide as an or nationwide as a holiday.
1: I and honestly, I'm kind of glad that he identifies with being a father so much man like that's a that's a big thing i think and um yeah i i i like that did you go out over this weekend i did not
0: it was fucking crazy i went into the city not thinking it was pride father's day and juneteenth all in the same day (laughs) it's fucking wild man it was actually pretty fun though there was good energy great party yeah nobody there was a busted fire hydrant like it was harlem in the
1: 50s like it was weird (laughs) it's amazing (laughs)
0: yeah never seen that before i loved it um (laughs) all right let's move on to this new single from lupe fiasco it's the title track off his new album drill music in zion it is lupe spitting over jazzy boom bap so of course it is very good um (laughs) i think I think that goes without saying i don't think it's great i think if you're a fan of lupe you're going to like it i don't think if you're a fan of lupe this is going to do much to convert you but i think it's a good
1: track i really liked this man he just kind of floats over the beat and uh i'm th- this actually this song actually got me pretty stoked for the album so have you ever heard his song murals uh that's on uh the one that's so in youth yes i i have heard it i couldn't Play, I can't place it I couldn't hum you the oh, god damn. the <laughs>
0: song is like 10 15 minutes fucking long dude Amazing it's, it's recognized as like one of the greatest rap performances ever It's funny because it's just seeing his name brought this memory up and it's one of I think the funnier things he's done He was at a show of his and it was he's just a dude that likes to talk to the crowd and so he was like I don't have a set like tell me what you guys want me to play And Amazing. somebody was like play murals and he was like my man like he was like give me ten dollars like give me ten dollars and i will do it and the dude did and he did the whole fucking song verbat like it's that's crazy that he has that awesome in his head but it's like nah man that's that's, that's, that's more than you paid for tonight uh, i think it's an incredible fucking thing to do and it's great this
1: song is 15 minutes who am i
0: tool <laughs> you see it's spiraling out because of the fibonacci theory um all right man let's move on so we are going to fucking talk about this song this got we added this a few weeks ago and it got pulled for some reason or another it's powers pleasant maxo cream eric the architect baz kenny mason this song is called overseas and i know we both heard it before it got pulled from spotify but i had to add it again now that it's officially out because maxo is so good on this track <laughs> i think he has the best verse and kills the hook but everyone on this is good and it's a really really
1: fun track that i'm glad is finally out i love how they they had maxo open it because they just knew he was going to murder this mm-hmm. he just absolutely killed this do you like the best verse at the front or the back of a track i think it depends on uh the stylistic uh nature of the music
0: With posse cuts, it's typically assumed the last person is the best. Yes. Like on Swaggle Like Us, T.I. goes last. Mm -hmm. And while I wouldn't say he's better than Kanye or Eminem or Lil Wayne, he has the best verse on that song and you can't follow it. Um, I do kind of miss that, man. When we got Swaggle Like Us forever um fucking problems by asap rocky those those cross-label posse cuts we got back then were so much fucking fun i miss that so much
1: yeah those are those are some those are some iconic songs
0: i wish there was a way to know you're in the good times when you're still in (laughs) all right man let's move on i say that constantly (laughs) life is sad Uh, let's move on man Let's go into some R&B because we had fucking none of it last week, I don't think. Or maybe one song. Um, All right. First up this week, we got a new one from Babyface uh, featuring LMA. The song's called Keeps On Fallen. And I will very much it is... I'll admit it's weird calling a sixty-four-year-old man babyface, but in the name of R&B, I will respect it. Uh, I like this; it's a nice, catchy duet with a nice beat to it. I'll take it. Did you? Did you have any thoughts on this?
1: Uh, Ella sounds amazing. Of um, course, she does. So obviously, I know that babyface is super famous. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like Ella really took this song over, though.
0: Yeah, no, this wouldn't be on the playlist without her. I think that that goes without saying. Nice. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this is this is a very interesting duet. And I think Babyface sounds better than I expected him to. But she she really shines on this.
1: Where should I start? What should I throw from Babyface on my listen to next? Because I am just not familiar. I'm familiar with the name. His work was because of Mariah uh, Carey. But I would put, you know
0: what? It's probably not his most popular album, but I would put Love, Marriage and Divorce with Tony Braxton and Babyface just because I'm a huge Tony Braxton fan. But in terms of like his discography you're going to want to go like probably the day like 96 the day um but yeah his album with tony braxton's my favorite album
1: i'll do that i'll throw that on
0: oh well i hope you enjoy that one man it was a lot of fun all right let's move on to this new one from chloe it's called surprise it was also a surprise release (laughs) haha so clever uh this is her third official single and probably her weakest
1: so far. Would you agree with that? Uh, I really did like this, but I would agree with what you're saying. Yeah, I, I I wish she would just drop the debut album
0: already. Like, I feel like this song wouldn't be so much of a dud if it was within the context of a full album. She sounds great, but the lyrics on this one just didn't do anything for me. I don't need you to pull your panties to the side that many times. You Just do it <laughs> once. You don't... <laughs> You don't need to keep doing it every, every <laughs> course. Um, all right, well, let's move on. We got a new one from Diddy featuring Bryson Tilla. Um, Diddy is starting a new R&B label. I didn't know, know if we talked about that yet. We uh, might
1: have, but if we didn't, I did hear about it.
0: I fucking hope Nick Kroll is on it so that like real life is like, get him to the Greek and he's just <laughs> having a panic attack every morning in meetings. Um. <laughs> A lot of older producers linking up with younger R&B singers this week. I think that this track is good, but that's all because of Bryson. There's also six fucking producers credited on this song. Diddy did nothing on it except talk for a few seconds.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, is Diddy ever going to do anything that's music again? He's DJ Khaled before DJ Khaled. No Way Out's a classic
0: because he has fucking big verses on it um diddy has some hits very few of them are because of him alone he works great in collaboration that's true my favorite diddy album outside of no way out is actually one he did in i think it was 2009 or 10 under a group called diddy dirty money and it's called last train to paris that album's fucking really really good i enjoyed that but he's kind of a hit or miss dude and if he's releasing songs with Bryson and Tiller and artists like that, I'm going to listen to whatever this is, obviously, because it's R&B. But I don't expect much from him, dude. I don't, I don't really know what he really contributes other than his name and voice to a few seconds of each song.
1: Well, it got us to listen to it, so.
0: It did. It did. <laughs> so he wins. Keep rubbing the furry walls. All right, let's move on. We got a new one from Klangstoff called "Disguiser." Were
1: you surprised by this? Uh, yeah, I also could not stop listening to this song this week. In fact, this next like eleven song run is, I think, my favorite in our podcast playlist history.
0: It's a really good one. Let's let's get into it. Um, yeah, this this is the first year since being active that we're going to get a new Klangstoff EP and album and i'm assuming some of the songs from the ep we've covered a few months ago will be on the album but i don't know i'm just always happy to get new Kling stuff they're one of the few bands that i just immediately click play on every release i immediately add it to everything without listening to they're they're one of my favorites uh the album artwork for this one is kind of weird and it looks like freddie gibbs is renting out the bunny costume <laughs> until he's ready to use it um I'm glad imagine, it's getting some use imagine
1: freddie gibbs is listening to Clank like i really want to hear <laughs> him like breaking up a kilo and with stuff in the background <laughs>
0: oh my god that would be incredible uh their new album is called godspeed to the freaks and it comes out on your birthday so i'm looking Fuck forward yeah, to that one guys. for multiple reasons happy so
1: birthday fun. to me um yes. yeah they found a really good groove on this song and it's clearly mm. like right in their fucking sweet spot and uh yeah i'm very excited for this
0: i will say this will be their third album i thought they'd be a little more popular by now like I think they're doing well in the Netherlands in that area, but I don't I don't know what's taking people so long to catch on that they're legitimately one of the best bands out right now.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm seeing them on uh, Indie Heads a little bit on on the good. Reddit on the line, and uh, it is happening. The, their name is getting out there, but it is definitely a slower roll than you'd expect. They should be opening on that the Smile tour, man.
0: That'd Absol- be a good spot.
1: Absolutely. I know Tom York listens to this uh, podcast, so uh, Tom, you got to watch it, bro.
0: (laughs) They did appear in an episode of South Park. You never know what they'll actually do. Um, All right, God, that episode's ridiculous. (laughs) This guy's a crybaby. It's so good, dude. The tears of unfathomable sadness. I quote that so much. (laughs)
1: Wow, Scott Timmer. All right, let's go.
0: Oh, now I want some chili. Um, All right. So next up, we got one you threw on here from the band called Mount Silver. And the song is called Dragonfly. I was wondering what your obscure indie ad for the week would be. Uh, Never heard of these guys before, but this is a good track.
1: This is their first song on Spotify. So it could be their first release ever. Um, Ah, I hope hope you listen to this more than once because it actually took me a few listens to really like it. I think it's really good. Uh, the first time I heard it, I was like, wow, this is neat. This is good. And by like the eighth time I had listened to it, I was like, oh, this is fucking great. Um, they've got like this classic rock style with like modern influences. It's right up my alley. I'm not sure if it's up your alley, but um, I think this is probably a Reddit find for me. But man, like I, I really, I really dug this.
0: No, I liked it, man. I give it a thumbs up. I appreciate nice. Thumbs up. All right, let's move on to this new one from Biba Dooby called "1036." I thought that this one is really good. Might be my favorite of the singles she's released for this new project. I think it's mine but, too. Yeah, I'd I'd have to revisit the others before confirming that. But she's just the gold standard in alternative indie pop right now. Her output rate is really high, and her quality never drops off. It's fucking crazy.
1: Yeah, uh, her voice is now immediately recognizable to me.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's and it's so soothing in like a weird way. I love it. Man.
1: Yeah. It's uh, it's very good music. I really liked this. Yeah.
0: We're we're looking forward to going to uh, what's her new album called, Baytopia? Yep. You think? Would you rather go to Baytopia or Travis Scott's Utopia? I think we all know the answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing security at Travis Scott's
1: Utopia? <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's talk about this new Young the Giant song, Wake Up. So I will be straight up with you, man. I've heard of this band before, but I don't think I've ever listened to them before this track. Wow. Yeah, I know. I thought that was kind of a weird one. I know they're a bigger, bigger one, at least in terms of like the genre that they're in. I thought this track was good, man. I like th- it.
1: I think they're required indie listening Interesting. I I own some of their music on uh, on wax. Dinosaur Junior is quintessential. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you don't know <annoy>? noi. <laughs> Every time. Uh, uh, so well, my first. You answered my first question, which was, "Are you a Young the Giant fan?" Um, I really like them. Uh, this song is really fucking catchy. I kept playing it all week. Um, new. Their new album is called American Bollywood. It has been announced, but no release date yet. Oh, for sure.
0: Well, we will definitely be breaking that one down when it comes out. I'll keep an eye on social media for a release date for it. Let's do it. Okay, let's move on to this new one from Porcupine Tree called Rats Return. What are your thoughts on this? Are you still still loving
1: this rollout? Absolutely. Um the I, I, I just I kept coming back to it, man. This uh Next week's album drops are going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the riffs on this track specifically are really good. I think it's really easy to compare some of their stuff to Tool, but I think that this one kind of sets them apart a little bit. They have that kind of between the buried in me feel to the riffs on this yes, one. Um, yes, yes. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> their sound is really varied. It's clearly not anywhere near as heavy as no, them. No, no, but, but it's reminiscent of it. For sure. They've got that kind of style. Yeah. Um, their sound is varied, as is evidenced by all of the singles that they've released, and I really just cannot wait to hear how they structured all of these singles into an album, and uh, get some other uh, album cuts from it. I think it's. I think we're gonna. I think we're both gonna have fun breaking this one down, man
0: i hope so i don't know man i feel like our tastes diverge a little bit when it's come to them so far like i really like a lot about this song i don't know if i love this song i think the guitars on it are great this is actually the least they've sounded like tool to me i think that's been a common criticism of mine or at least just i've had the inability to separate the two or like kind of think of them as their own band when i'm listening to some of the singles we've heard this one didn't give me that i I thought this was one of the strongest we've heard i'm Very much looking forward to the album. I don't know how I'm going to feel about it quite yet, though.
1: Well, we'll see. I have a feeling you're going to like it. And if you don't, then I'm still going to make you listen to Old Porcupine Tree because you need to. We're going first album when they weren't even a rock band. (laughs) (laughs) We can. (laughs) Don't don't threaten me with a
0: good time, John. Dude, I'll make you listen to, like, pre-famous bare naked Ladies if you do that to me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll play I Remember all night. B&L are multi-platinum artists, okay? <laughs> All right. We got another one you threw on here from Hot Mulligan, Drink Milk and Run. Great
1: song title. Uh, this is just really good pop punk, man. I like this. Have you ever heard of this band? No, never. Me neither. Why, why are we just now hearing about them? They are extremely popular. They're fucking awesome. This song just slaps, and I'm definitely diving into their discography. This is right up my alley
0: yeah man this is just to the point full of personality and it's fun to listen to uh this track stands out in a year of a lot of great pop punk and i think that definitely speaks to how good of a band they are because this year has been one of the most stacked pop punk years since like the early 2000s
1: yeah man uh i really enjoyed this so we'll we'll see uh we'll see what happens
0: show all right moving on we got one you threw on here from a group called palps um the song is called messages talk to
1: me about it all right uh i don't know how i found this band um low listener count but i really liked this song i went back and listened to their other work they're good uh a new album is releasing at some point that we're definitely <laughs> going to cover um i'm dying to know what you thought about it but i really really liked this it is new old school post hardcore i i I don't know if that is the right place to put them whether or not they they're like firmly in like the emo camp or if they're firmly i think they kind of straddle that fence a little bit but i fucking loved this
0: i really liked it too man i think the band is really good and I think the reason you and i like it so much is because like you said it's the the type of diy emo post hardcore music we grew up listening to and i'm really glad people are still making this and supporting it
1: if you had told me that you had found this song on uh myspace profile and it was 2006 i'd believe you
0: yep yep i agree man we need to create that playlist songs that you would have heard on (laughs) myspace if this was 2006. All right, let's move on. We got a new one from Census Fail, uh, Connie Sigurbosa and CU Space Cowboy. A lot of fucking artists on this one. Uh, song is called "End of the World Slash a Game of Chess." This one is okay. It. It still sounds like Senses Fail, so I can't really complain about it. Every time I hear new Senses Fail, it just makes me want to listen to Let It Unfold You.
1: And <laughs> The problem with releasing a 10 out of 10 as your debut.
0: Yeah, and, and I hate that they're a play the hits band to me now, uh, but we'll check out their new album whenever it drops. What did you think of this? Did this get you any more excited?
1: Yeah, man, this song actually has just been stuck in my head all week interesting i thought the lyrics were kind of a bummer i mean i'm surprised this one's been in your head all week uh it's it's that hook man
0: yeah i know it is catchy it's it catchy, is catchy as hell
1: and senses feel has always been good at catchy as hell
0: yeah that how daunting it must feel to try and ever think of topping let it unfold
1: <laughs> like that's just it's
0: impossible man god damn it like when you think of the hits on that album alone rum is for burning bite to break skin like every song on that buried a album lie. is a hit buried a lie they're all great and his lyrics on that album i think were what made that album what it was that was him at his Lady like most sardonic dress again man tire down like <laughs> yeah.
1: they're, they're all
0: hits they're all hits irony of dying on your birthday like every song on there
1: oh, yeah. it's
0: great man they're one of the best bands of of their generation and we will keep checking them out whether we like it or not because of that
1: <laughs>
0: all right let's move on to this new one from lorna shore called sun eater did you just find this band
1: recently as well or have you been listening to them for a while I have heard the name for about a year or so and just didn't bother to look it up. And then finally I saw somebody talking about this song and I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to listen to it. And John, we are in a deathcore renaissance right now. It it took me down the rabbit hole of the last 3 years of deathcore and I needed to know what you thought about this song. I thought that there was some incredible
0: guitars and drumming in this song, but the combination of death metal and power metal just didn't really strike the right chord for me personally. I knew you were going to love this though. (laughs) I I pictured every new development in this song was the Vince McMahon meme evolution (laughs) for you. I I could picture it in my head.
1: It's so good, dude.
0: (laughs) I'm glad you liked it. I'll definitely check out more music by them, but it, I didn't I didn't enjoy this one as much as you did, unfortunately.
1: They have a pretty uh eccentric is that the word? He's like a new vocalist for them, I I, I think. That's one uh, of the words, yeah. W- will Ramos and he um he did something pretty cool. Uh I will throw it in the show notes. It's an hour long video, but I did end up watching it because after hearing the way his vocals can range i needed to see what he was doing he flew somewhere to go see some doctor that would scope his throat as he death growled just to see what was happening oh my god it's pretty cool man that sounds
0: bizarre
1: (laughs) it is bizarre but it's wildly interesting
0: just watch some surgery footage in your free time
1: Uh, you know that wasn't what i was planning on doing that day (laughs) but i had an extra 30 minutes so i did skip through that video to get to the good part and it was pretty neat man
0: uh i am not going to be watching that one anytime soon so i'm going to take your word for it sounds interesting though all right I do not need to see the inside of his throat while he growls. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. You threw this one on here from I Prevail Body Bag. Look, man, this is a this is a good track. It's heavy. It's relentless. It's just melodic enough. And I'm excited to hear what their new album sounds like when it drops. I think it's called True Power, and that's going to drop in august this year what did you think of this
1: this is exactly what you'd expect from an i prevail song it is both heavy and very poppy and i like it
0: are they going to get back-to-back grammy nominations
1: for it (laughs) (laughs) uh i don't know man maybe they're very popular
0: yeah their popularity is always very surprising to me but you you're always quickly reminded of it when you see shit like this. Um, fun side note, they just announced a tour to support this album. And the co-headliner is Pierce the Veil, who have not played a show in five years. So wow. that could be interesting. I'm hoping we get new Pierce the, Ve- Pierce the Veil music this year. That would be incredible. We've never really talked about them. Are you a fan of theirs at all?
1: I am not not a fan um i not
0: overly familiar with their stuff i'm not
1: overly familiar with their stuff from but from what i remember i do remember liking some of it i have believe it or not and one of the reasons why i'm so hungry for metal this year is that um these last two years is that i kind of skipped out on metal for years and um really only kept going back to some of the some of the the, the constants in my, in my world. And so, um, I'm sure. actually having a lot of fun could, like I said, we're in a death Renaissance right now. And I'm not saying that lightly. I think that heavy music is coming back in a big way right now. And I think the bands like I prevail, it, are kind of putting, putting it on the forefront. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to listen to some, I actually already threw them on, uh, the, uh, Pierce the veil. I already threw them on my, uh, my Listen To Next playlist, and uh, we're going to see what happens. Oh, boy.
0: That is a fun discography. Um, So much to pick apart with that. Uh, I look forward to talking with you about that one day. We'll save our conversations for their actual music for another day. I just wanted to know if you listened to them at all. (laughs) But speaking of hardcore and metal renaissance, let's move on to Norma Jean's new song, Call for the Blood i haven't heard norma Jean in a while have you been keeping up with their last few releases i have and how is this measure up to those i think i fell off around after redeemer sometime
1: um i listened to their last album i think it was 2018 i'm I might okay be to you here hold on uh all 2019 called all hail Um, In fact, they released that album and went on um, a late 2019, early 2020 uh, house show tour where they only played houses. That's fun. There was no venues. So there's some footage of that. (laughs) I'm going to throw some of that in the show notes because the footage of that is wild. Oh, yeah. Do it. But late 2019, early 2020 was the start of the uh, coronavirus pandemic, which is not ideal for crowded, sweaty house shows. no uh i liked all hail i've I've liked a lot of their music for a long time and um unlike i prevail which is both heavy and poppy norma jean is heavier and not very poppy at all which is exactly what you'd expect um they have announced a new album death rattle sing for me uh and it's expected out on august 12th we're not going to see a six month rollout here i'm excited about that yeah that's pretty to the
0: point, man. I like this track. If it's any indication of how that album will sound, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Slightly off topic. If you or anybody who's listening and have never seen Norma Jean perform Memphis will be laid to waste live, put that on your bucket list because that is an essential thing to see in your lifetime. Uh, Just trust me on. that. (laughs) Have you seen them live? Yes. Have you? Oh, man. So you've seen Memphis? Yes it is the greatest fucking metal song i i don't know i don't know what's better than that is give me a song better than memphis will be laid to waste in that genre
1: uh i cannot
0: exactly exactly <laughs> um, uh,
1: i saw them with um uh both uh mad ball and someone else um the uh the the lead singer of norma Jean. Uh, i don't think it's the same one now um uh, but they uh he he was hanging from the fucking rafters at the Pomona Glass House. It was a wild ass show, dude.
0: They're great live, dude. Um, I've seen them... I think I've seen them three times, but I saw them twice at their peak. And one of them was a MySpace secret show with Seosin, which was very bizarre, kind of one-two. They were really good, but they weren't even the headliner. Uh, very crazy atmosphere, though. And then I saw them headline a few months later actually might have been a year later with the chariot who is the original singer of norma Jean. so he came out at that performance and they both did memphis live which was really oh cool. yeah the only permeation of memphis live i haven't seen yet is with what's his name aaron from me without you doing the actual spoken word bridge live which would probably just make me melt into a puddle and die (laughs) if I heard (laughs) my. Oh man, that song is great. I just wanted to talk about it for a minute because I love it so much and I have so many good memories listening to it. Definitely. All right, let's move on to this EP from Psychomantis that you threw on here called The Decadence
1: of Decay.
0: Tell me about this.
1: You had to listen to a lot of metal this week, John. I did. It wasn't that bad. Um, I actually met uh, one of these one of the members of this band at the Failure show that I went to, um, and they mentioned that they were in a grindcore death metal band. And I had to Whoa, get the whoa, whoa, whoa!
0: It. Nope, I'm going to have to stop you right there, buddy. They are a tactical espionage <laughs> metal band, <laughs> as says so on their Spotify.
1: Sorry, um, just, just had to correct this. <laughs> <it. laughs> uh, I think that there is huge potential here. Um, They write almost catchy death grind, which is actually kind of difficult to do if you ask me. I think Dying Fetus does that really well. Um, Mm -hmm. I loved the riffs on Decadence of Decay, and I think they have some opportunity to grow in a number of areas. But I did enjoy listening to the CP. And uh, if you are in Hemet, California, they are probably playing somewhere around there soon. Go check them out. What is... uh, What is... Are you aware of what the death metal or the heavier music scene is up uh, up in your neck of the woods? Um, you know what? I am
0: not too sure what the local scene here is. I there's a I live near a big city, so I see a lot of like the bigger national artist tour posters all the time. I don't really see what the local scene is, so I have no fucking idea. I imagine, especially as you go up close north like to seattle it gets a little more metal but i don't see like a giant subculture of it where i am at the moment no neat yeah i would say it's i don't know man it it seems to be i think more hip-hop here than anything
1: interesting okay neat what yeah, uh, do you think of what do you think of the cp
0: i actually thought the cp was pretty good i i could see myself standing along the outer circle of the pit trying not to get hit in the face to it so
1: push the motherfuckers back into the pit is what you're supposed to do
0: i do the hold the fist out (laughs) 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 all right man you ready to get into the albums
1: i'm ready man let's go okay
0: first up we have drake's surprise album honestly never mind i'm gonna go first on this if that's okay (laughs) with you buddy take it away This album is fucking garbage. I'm just (laughs) going to say that first and foremost. Uh, It sounds like. He's just. It sounds like trying to listen to 808s and heartbreaks through a fucking cement wall is what it sounds like, man. He took like what people liked about passion fruit from his playlist album more life and tried to make an entire album out of it and none of it works. The vocals are fucking terrible. His falsetto is like nails on a chalkboard. Some of the production is good, but some of it's really bad. Currents is up there for the worst songs I've heard all year. And I would have been just fine never hearing the the Jersey Club Bedspring sample for the rest of my fucking life. Like, Jersey club music does not need to exist outside of Jersey or SoundCloud in 2012. as far as I'm concerned, and I, I can't believe Black Coffee produced that song of all the fucking songs on the yeah. album. Uh, outside of that song, I think most of the production is OK. Um, but this is just one of the worst vocal performances I've heard in a long time. The album isn't just bad, though. It's incredibly boring. The last track with 21 Savage feels tacked on as a gift for making it through the fucking album. (laughs) But even that song did nothing for me personally. I gave this one a two out of ten. I'm going to I don't have a favorite at all. Like, I don't like any of these songs. I like some of the production aspects on Flights Booked. So I'm going to say that's my standout. But this feels like a lose lose situation. What are your thoughts on Drake's "quote unquote" seventh
1: studio album? <laughs> All right, this is not what anybody expected, and I have to say that some of the production pr- production is actually pretty cool. Um, Black Coffee is the executive producer on this album, so even if he doesn't have like credits uh, as like production credits on individual songs, he was pro- he was probably involved in. Every single chart. executive producing, yeah, yeah. Um, this is not pleasant to listen to. Uh, his vocals are just Trenched in auto tune. The way the production Is forced to not progress As a Black Coffee fan Because you and I Reviewed subconsciously Last year And we've been talking About yep. Black Coffee Since he released Pieces of Me Back in 2016 mm-hmm. um, You can tell That he had to be Held back From what he probably Wanted to do As far as progression Goes In some of the uh, In some of the tracks Because Drake needed to be The, the main point Of the song Whereas with anything black coffee, his production is only elevated by certain lyrical content. Uh, this is not the case here. Uh, Currents is a garbage song. Uh, the, bread, the bed, the bed thing has been overplayed since the Ying Yang Twins uh, did it back in two thousand and four. Five. You could just, just um, say <laughs> two thousand and is good yeah. enough. There. Uh, how 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 why. Why did Drake put this out, man? I think I, had a, I think I had a better time. There's a few theories. I think I had a better time listening to this album than I did Certified Lover Boy, actually. But it is a miss. Uh, someone tell Drake to just take a break and count all his money, man. Come back in like five years after you've counted all your money and release something interesting because this isn't it. And a lot of people are saying that... Drake got stale and wanted to do something different. Like everybody was telling him to do. This is not what we meant, bro. This is not (laughs) what we meant, man. Like maybe like mix a little bit of dance in at certain aspects. Don't, don't go full lame like this, bro. There's no way that Drake listened to this and was like, release it. Like there's just no way, man, because it's bad. As a music fan, I'm offended. As a, uh, <laughs> as like, as, 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 as a, as a Drake. Somebody with ears, yeah, to, as somebody with ears, I'm just offended, man. Um, I need to say that I guarantee you, Pitchfork is going to give this like a six, but it is, yeah, they it, gave it a, six. It, did they really? They
0: give it a six six, they give it the same <laughs> score as they gave Certified Lover Boy, <laughs> yeah. Wow! All right, um, you know, what? let's 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 talk about that for a second. <laughs> Actually, you know, finish your thoughts. I'll let wrap up and then I'll I'll get to my I,
1: I, I'm I'm basically wrapped up. Bottom line is I'm offended. It's a two, maybe a one. There's no standouts here like at all, and they shoehorned that Twenty One Savage track in there to say, look, it's a hip hop album. It's not. All right, go go do your thing. What? Let's talk about the pitchfork reviews. I don't
0: not about the content. I think they're actually really good writers. Um their their scoring system, I feel, is deeply flawed. But they gave this project a 6.6, which is an extremely pitchfork thing to do. And they also gave Certified Loverboy a 6.6, which you're like, like you said, you didn't like either of these projects. So if they liked both of them equally as you didn't like them equally, then that is what it is. I guess that makes some sense. Dark lane demo tapes, which was pretty much a nothing thing from 2020. They gave a 6.8, which it was nothing but fucking like loose demos. And I don't like certified lover boy, but that's a better album than dark lane (laughs) demo tapes, A, a bloated one, but there's actually a few decent songs on there then we get back to care package which was another thing of lucy's he released in 2019 (laughs) 8.1 scorpion 6.9 so i i mean you go back and that then it gets into like more life 7.8 views 6.8 which is where i think things started to fall off i think he was doing okay before views in terms of like critical acclaim but it feels like certain publications are kind of afraid to dance around the drake like or to poke the dragon that is just ripping his music apart he's released more than a few duds at this point for him to not have anything under like a 6.5 in the past eight years that he's been terrible and for them to give albums like what like lateralis like a four you're like where where is your judgment
1: lie i'm a little they gave lateralis a 1.9
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, same. <laughs> that's that's the same thing. And you and I rip tool on this fucking podcast. Oh, they're, not, the my they're no, not my favorite band. They're not my favorite
1: band. And Lateralis isn't even my favorite album from theirs, but anybody who has ears attached to their body that work knows that Lateralis is way higher than a one point nine.
0: Hey man, the Drake album's better than Lateralis.
1: <laughs> Can you fucking imagine, bro? Alright, the fact that this album is rated higher than a three anywhere just tells me that there's there's music industry lobbying at this point like of course pitchfork has to be advertisement for music at this point and to me that turns me way off
0: my favorite thing about pitchfork is that when they gave the pep of the pig album from last year a 6.5 every time they release a review since then everyone compares it to the pep of the pig album (laughs) It's like, dude. They'll give like, what? what Kendrick only got a seven point six. He got one point one point better than the Depp.
1: It <laughs> 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 makes no so fucking sense. Oh man, I had no idea they did that. I haven't read that review. Oh, For my anybody God. else who is. Uh, uh, apparently allergic to pitchfork. We're going to throw it in the show notes. So avoid the show notes if you don't want to be exposed. Oh, man,
0: I love reading and listening to other people's <laughs> reviews. I respect everyone's opinion. I just I some of them blow my mind
1: for sure. Yeah, this is this is honestly I, I my notes say it too, but it's a one man. I'm never coming back to this album. There's no way that I would come back to this album because it's not good. If anybody liked any parts of the production on this album and thought, wow, maybe he had like kind of a vision, just ignore your current thought process and go directly to black coffees yeah listen Uh, to subconsciously go go to go directly to subconsciously or pieces of me and you'll find out exactly how uh how far held back black coffee actually was because both of those albums are fucking timeless. They are incredible. I think you and I both gave subconsciously a nine last year when we reviewed it because yeah, it, it was really good. Incredible. It's a great, it's a great album. I, I even, it's funny. I put this album on and I started listening to like the first like three tracks and I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm just going to listen to subconsciously. Yeah. <laughs> I did eventually finish this album and I probably should have just gotten it over with that time but
0: it's funny because a few songs I can't remember what artist it was but you're like I hope you listen to this more than once and I did I listened to all the songs on here like three or four times minimum but I listened to this Drake album once when I wrote my review <laughs> and I have not listened to it since I have no plans to I know what I I heard it I know what it sounds like it's not for me and splitting hairs between a two to one if you're breaking that down that's one star out of five either way that's that's right. what this album is so yeah, yeah. all right man uh, speaking about fighting over music opinions let's <laughs> fight over this next one because i already know you and i are split on it let's let's dive into logic's vinyl days i know you have a review written i just want to know is it positive or negative yes is your score closer to a thumbs up or a thumbs down
1: closer to a thumbs up
0: all right then you go first because i want to know what you like about the album because sometimes your passion changes my mind
1: all right well that's fair all right start to start off 30 fucking songs logic You, you really had to give us 30 fucking songs also it's still under an hour and a half which for a 30 song album is a little weird anyway there's a couple of misses here man um And here's here's something I'll give you. Logic is corny as fuck. I gotta say though, (laughs) he can fucking rap, dude. This is an old school rap hip hop album. The way he constructs his verses is old school, especially on this album. And we're not talking about any of his prior music. And I hope you put all of his prior music away from your mind while you listen to this album. Because if you go back and listen to it, which I know you won't, <laughs> it, it, the way he constructs this is old school, man. He's not the best rapper alive. And telling everybody just how good you are all the time kind of begs towards the fact that you really just kind of project your insecurities. But <sighs> He also mentions Reddit in, the, in one of these tracks. Um, he also mentions Fontano and how he wanted to kill Fontano, which is weird in... And- odd. (laughs) uh, I actually uh, have that video in my watch later, so I'm excited (laughs) to hear it. All right, man. I know he's corny and I know that some of his rhymes are garbage, but the majority of them are great. And I actually think that you had a hard time listening to this because the production on this album is making you not hate it. I knew you don't. I know you don't like it, but I don't think that you hate this album. I know it. I'm. I'm not going to sit here and stand logic. I'm not going to say that he should or should not retire. But I enjoyed listening to this the two times that I did. And even if I won't be coming back to it very often, I enjoyed it. I got to love how he actually thanked everybody that worked with him by name at the end of his at the end of this album. And I think that's really cool, man. I enjoyed this album way more than I disliked it. I gave it a five. That's why you ask, when you ask, is it positive or negative? It's in both. the middle. It's sure. both. And I, uh, I I I don't understand the rabbit hate. I understand disliking, but you gotta give him credit where credit's due as a music fan. So take it away, Johnny.
0: Well, first of all, that was a that was a good review. I feel like you articulated what you liked about him while it in- Admitting some of the glaring criticisms that are easy to state about this album, the, the 30 tracks, the 800 voicemail interludes, Um, the multiple crypto bars, multiple. It didn't take two minutes in this album to get the first crypto bar. Brandon, there's goddamn it. 30 fucking songs, dude. Um, yeah, personally, I, I, I don't get it, man. I, I hear what you hear. And I respect your point of view. If you like him, I'm not going to try and make you not like him. That is never the goal of a negative review of mine. I can't quite tell you. Like I said, it's not an outright hate thing. I'll, I'll give everybody as an album its credit. I feel like that's his most focus. This is meandering. This isn't like if you quote unquote retire, come back with a project worth coming back for that feels like cohesive like yeah cohesive this is just it's all over the place and this sure i'm not saying fun. i'm not saying there's nothing to like about this i think look man i'm not a fan of his his voice or and i think that may might be why i'm not a fan of his okay let's talk about this because this is how you ended your review i don't like the production of this it sounds like he's trying to do mad lib production not having mad Lib produces album. I, d- I think Logic is an okay producer. He's better than, say, a Russ. But I don't think he's quite good enough to keep my entertainment as a producer for 30 fucking songs. And granted, I know it's not 30 actual songs. Some of these are just a little bit of talking and, the- and it moves on. But I would say his best rhyming on this album to me was on the track Clouds. And I think my favorite moment of the entire album is Action Bronson's verse on In My Lifetime, which is only 45 seconds. And this album is over an hour. Yeah, I've, Action Bronson's really been growing on me over time. My favorite author, Shay Serrano, actually has a new section in his book where he just lists... 10 lyrics that he thinks action bronson would say and it's really fucking (laughs) funny um i everybody should buy that book hip-hop and other things it's one of my favorite books of the year so far um but yeah back to the point i just i i see what you like about him i just don't like those same things i i don't know man i didn't really give this a score i I don't feel right giving it a score i tried to watch uh the french dispatch that new newer wes anderson movie the other day and i've been like reviewing shit on letterbox because i really enjoy the process of reviewing things Mm -hmm. and i turned that movie off like 15 fucking minutes in because i just it wasn't connecting with me and i would would have given it a one based on that but it's like I didn't hate it. It just wasn't for me. And I guess that's how I feel about logic. I don't hate him. He's just not for me.
1: All right. That's super fair. That's super right. fair, man.
0: Well, I hope that was a good enough answer. It was. Um What was your favorite song? Did you have a standout?
1: Uh I liked uh what was it? Oh, let me find my notes again. I just clicked out of it. Uh I liked both therapy music and uh in my lifetime. Those were both really good hey
0: yeah in my lifetime felt like a good time which was one of the few times i had fun on the album i don't logic's logic's a bit of a chameleon with his flow sometimes he likes to adapt other people's little things which can be interesting i thought it worked for that song i don't i wouldn't want to hear him do a whole album of that though
1: no i i look man i i respect you and i respect your tastes and uh I think I think I think you uh, you hit you you wrote the right review for you. Um, is that Wes Anderson movie not like not worth watching? Are you not a Wes Anderson fan?
0: Um, I liked Graham Budapest and I liked Isle of Dogs, so I would say I'm a Wes Anderson fan. It's just like it feels like his kind of like. I don't know, it's very Wes Anderson. So there's a lot of like the artistic visual style to it. But the story wise, it's it's kind of about like the history of the New Yorker, but it never really tells you these things. And it's like told through these kind of confusing chapters. And like I said, I didn't even get very far in. I could just tell like 20 minutes in. I was more Like trying to figure the movie out than watching it, which I don't enjoy doing that unless it's like that type of movie, like a thriller. And I know what really
1: happened. You got 15 minutes into that movie and we're like, man, I really gotta go listen to Final Days again. Yeah, that's Um. exactly what happened. (laughs) Let's move on. I (laughs) was, I was like,
0: rewind voicemail number seven on that album for me, please. Let's fucking move on. So. We have a new album from Destroy Rebuild Until God Shows, a.k.a. Drugs. And God, the album, that feels good to hear. Yes, a new album, finally. And the album is confusingly titled Destroy Rebuild, their second self-titled album. Um, <laughs> all right, man, this this fucking one just kicks ass. This album is fucking awesome. It surpassed every expectation I had for it left me absolutely floored. The instrumentation is great. The production and mixing are top notch. Craig Owens vocals sound better than ever. So crisp. Every inflection he does is so visceral. His screaming has only gotten better with time too. He sounds like a fucking pterodactyl on a few of these tracks. These songs balance being anthemic and emotional with the heavier aspects of their music perfectly. And this isn't an album full of, like, formulaic post-hardcore. It's an album full of everything I miss about the height of the scene. Howard Benson was the perfect producer for this album, too. He has a way of making the theatrical elements of bands like this really shine, like those fucking strings on What's the Code. Perfect example of that. That song is a perfect example of what all modern anthemic emo should sound like. Melodic enough to sing along to and heavy enough to bang your head to. Fuck yeah. And I knew I was going to like this album. I wasn't expecting to love it as much as I do. I've listened to it every day since it came out, and I (laughs) don't plan on slowing down anytime soon with this one. This this one shot straight to the top of my rock albums of the year list. I don't know if it's number one, but it's definitely in the discussion, which is saying something. And it's it's hard to pick a favorite on this album. I love all of it. But the three-song run of What's the Code, Gravity, and Waiting on You is probably the one I return to the most when I don't have time to run the album front to back. But gun to my head, I'm going to say Gravity is my favorite song.
1: All right. I gave this
0: one a 9 out of 10.
1: I loved it. Hell yeah. Hell Hell yeah. What are your thoughts, buddy? Craig Owens sounds fucking awesome on this record man along with the deathcore renaissance we're having a post hardcore renaissance Mm -hmm. this is consistent all the way through there are bangers at every single fucking corner i listened to this a bunch of times and i also will be revisiting as often as i can because it's it's short enough to it's short enough to take in at uh at you know basically at any time yeah um I I I don't really have many other notes than that, man. There's nothing super like revolutionary about it. It is just pure post-hardcore in the best fucking way. Great cleans, great screaming, great riffs, couple of breakdowns, catchy hooks, and well written, well written choruses. You can't yep. ask for much more. Great drum fills too. Insane oh, it's, drum it's fills. all it's all so good, man. I I I also gave it a nine. I cannot stop putting on satellites in motion. Just the his inflection on satellites when he when yeah. he sings it just fucking gets me, man. It's like the word satellite
0: was created for Craig Owens to sing. Right? Like-
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I agree, man. I'm glad we I'm glad we're aligned on this one. It's a fucking masterpiece. Great for them. Welcome back.
1: Right. This is this is real good, man.
0: Came out of nowhere, too. We had no idea this was coming at the start of this year.
1: <laughs> right. Just, hey, we're back. Like Hey, Drugs is back. Okay. It's fucking Cinematic
0: Sunrise releasing a new album next year, too. Like, <laughs> new Isles and Glaciers. We're going to do a new Sound of Animals Fighting. Let's just do all the Craig bands. Yeah, let's, let's just go. do all of them. I have a Sound of Animals fighting vinyl in that thing do really? makes people so uncomfortable <laughs> if I put it on. <laughs> oh, man. They are so insane. They're a weird fucking band. Um, Anyways, but Anthony Green and Craig Owens in technically the same band is like what everybody should want. Right. All right. Let's talk about this new Foles album. You ready? Let's do it. So they released their new one Life is Yours after what feels like one of the longer rollouts that we've covered did this one live up to the hype are you loving it how you feel
1: i didn't yes and also no look foals puts out another indie pop hit they are nothing if not consistent there's fun songs that are really easy to listen to they've got this kind of funk danceable edge to them that makes that, that just makes for fun records man this one this this record is no no exception Um, I enjoyed listening to it. I really like the structure of all of the synths on a lot of the tracks. Um, I love the riffs. I love the pop sensibility. I'm going to return to this whenever I want something that's upbeat and easy to listen to that I don't have to listen to, Um, just like I do with all of their other records. Kind of like the Drugs album, there's no revolutionizing of any genres going on here. And honestly, with Foles, it's almost refreshing. We've gotten a lot of just fucking madness this year Um, and it's kind of refreshing to hear something that's not wildly different from what the band has put out before or or something that is redefining a genre. You know, like it's this is indie pop. It is good indie pop. Um, It's something that's consistently good and they're just kind of staying in their lane. I have a feeling this album will be successful for them and I think that's great. I gave it a seven. I really liked Flutter.
0: Fuck yeah, man! I also gave this album a seven. So once again, we are aligned in our (laughs) our scoring, Um, man. I just love how Fools exists at this weird intersection of funk and punk. Like that, it's such a balance, and I think they're hard to for me to define because of that. But like, if the Strokes are Friday Night Music is saturday afternoon music i like love the, that there's an optimism radiating radiating from this album that's hard not to get caught up in and it's very hard music to be mad to. Like <laughs> the only thing I'm mad about is this album rollout taking seven goddamn months. Right. I think it was worth the wait though. The, the album's a self-contained 40 minute party and you could say a lot of the songs sound the same, but I think that's kind of the point with an album like this. You listen to it to, cert- to feel a certain way. And I'm still digesting this album, but I've enjoyed my time with it so far. My favorite run of songs on the album is Life Is Yours through t- 2001. But I really enjoyed a lot of the songs in the back half of the album as well. You know, I'm a big intro guy. So my standout is Life Is Yours. Um, it's a good and song. Yeah, I, we both gave this one a seven. I think that it's a pretty solid score. It's a good album and a nice entry into their discography.
1: Yeah, man, I agree.
0: Okay, let's wrap this week up with this new release from Perfume Genius called Ugly Season. I I don't think we've talked about Perfume Genius other than on the Yeah, 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 Yeahs song, correct? That
1: that is the only time we've talked about it. And I'm going to stop you right there and I'm just going to jump in right now. Um, Jump in, buddy. We were just talking about it, about Perfume Genius and how much I liked their last album set my heart on fire immediately. This is nothing like that album. Um, this is a lot more avant-garde than his other stuff, and I, I think you should definitely listen to "Set My Heart on Fire." I think that this is going to get an eight out of ten on Pitchfork, and if somebody wants to pull it up, they can prove me right because they just it did love it did. I'm oh man, I'm on fire today. Um, it's, it's not, it's not, I like weird music, man. This, it takes it to another level. And I kind of wish that I did. De- I almost deleted it, but then I was like, he's already seen it. So I can't delete it. So <laughs> <laughs> like, I got, I got to stick to my guns here, man. Cause I threw it on and then threw just a room on. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. look, man, I, I didn't rate it because I don't think that something this avant-garde deserves a rating. I think that it's probably a good, Record for people who like this much weirdness and feeling this much anxiety while listening to music i wouldn't recommend it for anybody who's like an anxious person because it just kind of like builds me up and i'm not an anxious person so um other than that though i i highly recommend john that you that this i i i hope that this did not sour your your taste buds on perfume genius because you really should go back and listen to i set my heart on or set my heart on fire immediately I know that you didn't like this. Nobody should like this. A ton of people are going <laughs> to like this, but I just, I needed to kind of cut you off so I could just say all of those things because that's the reality of it, man. I'm sure it's good for its time and its place. And this is definitely high art. It's not the art that I appreciate. I
0: <laughs> I was going to let you go first, but I'm really glad that you prefaced it with all of that because... I did have a lot of questions and i actually didn't dislike that yeah, yeah 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 song even though you said it sounded more perfume genius i liked the sound of that song i don't think i was prepared for what i was going to listen to with this like i figured it would be some form of indie pop i'd heard him on that most recent song we just talked about but i was so wrong man this this is much more avant-garde and experimental than i was expecting and i think he has a very he's talented and has a very clear vision of how he wants to express himself through this art but it just doesn't align with my personal taste at all there's nothing on here i really enjoyed my standout is teeth because it reminded me of danny elfman a little bit but yeah man uh nice I, I don't away. i don't really have like a a score for this because it, it it's just so far outside my realm of like expertise or interest i guess but I I do think that album is from on my listen to you next from the last time we talked about him. so I will get around to
1: it Yeah, please don't take any of this album into consideration. like he sounds like this a little but like I'm, t- I'm telling you man this, uh, and you're, you're gonna like it so
0: well, I will let you know when I get to it. I didn't like I... <laughs> Pitchfork gave it an 8.6. Yeah, that's probably one of their <laughs> highest reviews this year, too.
1: Oh, man. They really just need to be cooler than everybody else.
0: <laughs> hey, guys, I think we've said all there is to say about music. It's time to close the site. <laughs> yeah. um, you want to know what we're going to be covering next week? Because it's oh, fucking my crazy. God, yeah. I'm not even going to talk about singles because that's going to be a whole other world. But albums alone, we're going to be having new ones from Alexis on Fire, Coheed and Cambria, Giveon, Emery, Lupe Fiasco, Porcupine Tree, and Soccer Mommy. It's going to be fucking wild. Oh, my God. Yeah, buddy. Uh strap in. This is going to be a lot of fun. Please, I recommend everybody check out our playlist Friday night if you want to see everything we're going to be covering next week before I post it on Instagram. This is going to be one you're going to wanna to start on early because it's a lot to digest. And I'm very, very much looking forward to this next episode with you.
1: Yes, me too. There's gonna lot to talk about, a couple of anticipated releases and uh yeah man I, uh, I i you know i had fun this week even though we had a weird drake release and i knew you were you weren't gonna like that uh logic album well, i had a lot of fun this week listening to this music and i'm 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 kind of excited for the genre of rock
0: yeah we're gonna have a good amount of it. i saw that was was releasing a new album haven't heard anything from it so that should be interesting i'm trying to throw a little more Rock on there. We got Municipal Waste with a new album coming up in the next couple weeks. I thought you might enjoy. Hell hey, yeah. bring me the horizon there, Rock, right?
1: All right, everybody. Have a great <laughs>
0: night, John. We'll see you guys <laughs> next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.